Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Live with Ring Show's third and final hour of the week. But do not fret. I will be back in the saddle, back in the studio, back in my chair Monday at 9 a.m. It is Free Speech Friday. You guys can call them with whatever you'd like. There's lines open. And now that we're using this new software, we have plenty of lines for you guys to call in. 269-441-9595. couple open questions. One from yesterday. What should we do with, with uh, Ukraine? How involved should we get? I was kind of hesitant there because I was trying to find something here. Yes, here I found it. It says here, a new poll, now it is the AP, said just 26% of, of those polled here in the United States believe we should have a major role in the conflict. I would like to know what they mean by that. What major role? Send our troops there? To die? For what? Well, to defend democracy. But they're not a democracy. Well, what do you mean, Rank? That guy was the former comedian and actor, the president. He was voted in, really. That's why he's jailed his political opponents. He's doing what Biden's doing here. Jailed the political opponents, going after the media he doesn't like. That is what the Democrats are doing here. So it's not a real democracy. So what do you mean by you want a major role? 52% say a minor role, 20% say nothing at all. So again, this is an AP poll about how involved should we be at the, in, in, I should say, uh, Ukraine. 26% of Americans say a major role. We should have a major role. I wouldn't even answer that question. My question back would have been, well, what do you mean by a major role? If that's literally the question, but they didn't give you the real question, is do you believe we should have a major role, a major role, a minor role, or none at all? I would say, though, that's a stupid question. What do you mean by major role? What do you mean by minor role? And then I'll answer the question. 26% of Americans believe we should have a major role in Ukraine defending themselves against Russia. 52% say a minor role, 20% none at all. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki on Wednesday noted that Americans may have different interpretations of a major U.S. role and reiterated that Biden would not send the U.S. military to Ukraine. Well, good. That's where I'm at. Where are you at? Hey, third hour. Let's start off with something real. Well, I guess I just started off with that. Little fun piece I put out there because I was amazed. Who is the Guinness World Record for the tallest teenager? It's out there at wbckfm.com or one of the affiliates' websites. Again, affiliate websites usually take longer to put up. So if you're looking for it, you can go to WBCK's FM website if you didn't see it on uh, yours. Who is the Guinness World Record for the tallest teenager? I, you know what I thought to myself as a father who had children? And I, 
mine weren't that bad. I know I and my brothers were horrible for my parents. Could you imagine the grocery bill? The 16-year-old is 7 feet, 5.33 inches. There's a great video. You'll see him in the video. And uh, also, there is a person there in Michigan. Who was Michigan's tallest teenager? I found that out. Now, unfortunately for that gentleman, he has a rare genetic disorder called SOTUS syndrome. Um, but he was, he certainly would have today still been the tallest teenager, but he's no longer a teenager. So check that out. I think you guys will enjoy that. And where do you check it out? I've gotten a uh, Facebook message from someone says, well, let me read it to you. Uh, you keep mentioning a link in the corner of the WBCK website. Where? I can find your articles and links to other things mentioned by others on WBCK. Where is it? It says quick links. So it's right under the WBCK logo. All right. So go to WBCKFM.com. Right under the logo, it says quick links. Right to the right of it is radio on demand. That is for your, uh, for my podcast. If you scroll down on the right, you see meet the host. Click on that handsome individual, although he's follically challenged with the name rank next to it, and all my articles are there. That's where it's at. Now, if you're using your phone to do it, phones always screw up websites. So I can't promise you that uh, it'll be there if you use a phone. But let's go to the website. website. Let's go to the phone lines. It is Free Speech Friday. Love to hear from you guys. Lines are open, 269-441-9595. And uh, let's go to Kalamazoo. And Charles. Good morning, Charles. Good morning. I'm understanding that you would like to speak about Ukraine. Well, I was wondering if anybody had heard this. Uh, I haven't seen it on the news uh, or on the radio. I haven't heard it on the radio, but my daughter uh, told me that uh, she had heard. But you're what? I'm sorry. You broke up uh, there. Oh, my daughter said that she had heard that... uh, uh, they were planning some construction in order to allow NATO warships to be stationed in the Black Sea. And I haven't heard that uh, on the news or anything, but I want, it makes me wonder if that's why uh, Putin decided to uh, invade uh, Ukraine at this time. Who was planning construction of ports that would have allowed NATO ships to... Well, I don't remember the names, but uh, it was some no, quite was wealthy it, people was it, that was it, was uh, were going to make money off the whole project. But <laughs> Charles, Charlie, was it? Um, hold on, Charlie. Was it United States? Was it Ukraine? Uh, which one? Uh, it was um, whatever country that is that uh, they have a narrow passage from the Mediterranean to the Black Sea. Right. And they plan yeah, to uh, expand that. I've never heard that. And I, if that was true, I would expect yeah. it. I would have heard that. Yeah. Okay. But uh, all right. Thank you. Well, thank you. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, 269-441-9595. Do I have time to take another one? Yes. From Climax, let's go to 
Bill. Good morning, Bill. Welcome to the show. Good morning. I would I would like to uh, just question where is the role of the United Nations right now in the Ukrainian-Russian war? Maybe you could educate us that uh, on that. The the United Nations and NATO, as you can tell, are totally ineffective. Ask yourself this, oh, yeah. and this is not to uh, disparage them, but ask yourself this. When's the last time the United Nations or NATO stopped anything? It's well, not- I, I would tell you I served in Bosnia, and we, we stopped that whole thing. And I served under United Nations and so also NATO. The Bosnia was a United Nations. Uh, there, there were soldiers, Initially. soldiers fighting, uh, not under the American flag, but under the United Nations flag. Yeah, not necessarily fighting. It was peacekeeping. Yeah, but they. And so, where where is the United Nations right now in all this? I, with I, Ukraine I, and Russia. They, I don't know anything that the U.N. ever has done to help anything. I, I think they just make things worse. And same thing with uh, NATO. They seem to be ineffective other than going in after the mess to help people out. Uh, but from a perspective of troops and all, uh, I just don't remember when they've done anything to help. Well, you know, I, w- I would say during the Bosnian War, you know, we, we were there for over four years during the entire Bosnian war conflict. You split up of the Yugoslavia, and, and they, did, uh, they did what they could until NATO had to take over. But I would just say, you know, uh, United Nations needs to be more completely involved in what's going on. What do you Ukraine. mean they did what they did until the United Nations took over? I thought you said the United Nations took over. From the beginning, well, and what you were it, serving what, under the were, United Nations. You said, "All right, that was." I served I under United Nations. Yeah, I served under the under United Nations, and also so you wore under, the blue helmet. You know, you wore the blue helmet. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Well, good. And, and that, then, if that's true, and then, then also, they did something. Uh, oh, oh well, yeah. You know, I, I don't know how effective it was, but you know, I'm just saying where that. This is my question to you, and I'm hoping that you can educate us. Where is the United Nations right now in the Ukrainian-Russian war? Uh, they're nowhere. I, this I, is I, not I, a, yeah, they're nowhere. They're doing nothing. They have their meetings, they have their votes, and they bloviate, and nothing happens. Yeah, because this is not a NATO war. I mean, you know, NATO no. was organized for a totally different purpose. No, but NATO is getting involved, and they've been involved more so than the United States Nations. I've heard nothing about the UN, but a lot about the NATO because they're worried about Poland and Romania, those countries that are bordering right there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks All right. a lot for calling in. Appreciate that very, very much. You listen live with Rank. We'll take a quick break. Come back on the other side. Take some more phone calls. Two six nine four four one nine five. Nine five. You listen to live with Rank. Oh, sorry, I was getting into that. I, I, I love it. I, I cut that piece up so all those high notes. It was just building and building and building. I forgot about that and just uh, had a great time listening to that song. I hope you guys did. You never know what you're going to hear on the Live with Rank show. It is Free Speech Friday, and you never know who you're going to hear from. Two six nine. Four four one nine five nine five. If you have a thought, let's go back to the phone lines on Free Speech Friday. I try to get to as many of you as I can. Welcome to the show, John. 
Good morning, Rank. How are you? I'm. I was just rocking and rolling to Mac the Knife. Did you enjoy that? Well, yes, very much so. But I gave you an opportunity for my appeal wing propeller uh, assist for automobiles when I haven't heard back from you. Oh, yes, I did see that. So why don't you explain to the listeners what you wrote to me? Oh, when we run out of gas, we got to have propulsion for the car. So uh, I bought a franchise, the first franchise for the medium-sized pinwheel uh, propulsion system that you put on the trunk of your car. And in place of gasoline, it propels your car forward. Oh, yes. I, I read that. And a <laughs> very good uh, idea. And, I, and the left, I'm sure, will be all behind it. <laughs> well, what I called about was uh, another failure by the mainstream media. You know, if it were the Israelis or the United States bombing someone and there was collateral damage... They would be all over the place yelling and screaming. And by they, I mean the mainstream media and their allies, which are the liberal Dem- far-out liberal Democrats, and uh, all those people who consider themselves, quote-unquote, intellectuals, because it's a terrible thing. There is going to be collateral damage. But now when Mr. Putin does it, uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're not hearing much about that. You're referring to when I was reporting earlier that a boy, a young boy, was killed because Putin and the Russian army are bombing apartment complexes. Sure. I'm hearing more about Trump, okay? Trump this and Trump that. Trump is responsible for this war. Oh, That's very interesting. You, you've left me an opening. I'll bring you back on. Hold on there for a second, uh, John. I saw this yesterday. White House Deputy Press Secretary Andrew Bates hammered former President Donald Trump for heaping praise for days on Russian President Vladimir Putin. So I'm like, heaping praise? What has he been saying about it? I I know he called him smart. Okay. He obviously is a smart guy. Look what he's doing. He's playing Biden like a fiddle and playing a lot of other leaders like a fiddle. So I must have missed something. What else did he say? Well, guess what? That's it. That's it. The White House Deputy Press Secretary, Andrew Nancy Boy Bates, is upset because Trump said that Putin's pretty smart. And he was so upset that he tweeted, quote, two nauseating, fearful pigs who hate what America stands for and whose every action is driven by their own weakness and insecurity, rubbing their snouts together and celebrating as innocent people lose their lives, end quote. So I went on Gitter, which I use, G-E-T-T-R. You guys should join that. It is a great site. It's the competition to Twitter. I left Twitter. I'm not on Twitter anymore. And I don't, there's a lot of people on the right who complain about being on Twitter, complain about Twitter, but they're still on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not going to sit there and complain about Twitter and tell you how bad they are. And they're bad. In fact, just the other day, I read somewhere where Twitter was stopping the uh, Ukrainian, if I remember, military for telling people where the Russians are. That's what Twitter was doing. And then when they were caught, they're like, oh, that was a mistake. We're sorry about that. But I left Twitter. So if you guys will join me, leave Twitter, leave wherever and go to Gitter. G-E-T-T-R. Look up Live with Rank. 
start following me. I just be, mostly send out links to my articles. But I sent this out last night. I sent this out. Trump calls Putin a smart guy that caused the dim-witted Nancy Boy White House Deputy Press Secretary Andrew Bates to tweet. And then I wrote what he tweeted. I said, I guess the Nancy Boy forgot his boss called Putin a, quote, worthy adversary, end quote. So Nancy Boy Bates, can I get her that your dim-witted boss Biden and Putin are, quote, two nauseating, fearful pigs who hate what America stands for and whose every action is driven by their own weakness and insecurity, rubbing their snouts together and celebrating as innocent people lose their lives? End quote. You JV players make it too easy. Yes, Biden said that Putin is a worthy, very worthy adversary. Don't believe me? Here it is. Did you underestimate Putin? And would you still describe him the way that you did in the summer as a worthy adversary? At the time, he was, I made it clear, as an adversary, and I said he was worthy. I didn't underestimate so him. So why isn't no one asking this Nancy Boy Bates? Or actually, I would say that this guy, the deputy, let me get this right, White House Deputy Press Secretary Andrew Bates believes that Biden, his boss, and Vladimir Putin are two nauseating, fearful pigs who hate what America stands for and whose every action is driven by their own weakness and insecurity, rubbing their snouts together and celebrating as innocent people lose their lives. Because Biden complimented them. It is unbelievable what these pukes get away with. These hateful people. And to say that Trump... Trump hates what America stands for when this guy, Nancy Boy Bates, and his whole party hate everything about America? We're all racist. We're all this. We're all that. And Trump hates them? Hates America? It's, it, this is the world, the twisted world these people live in. All right. That's your fault, John. You got me going on that. You would, would you like to respond? John, you there? Oh, I got to put you on. Hold on, hold on. There you go. Now, there you go, John. You got me going. Can now, you hear me now? Now I can hear you. Are you on Gitter? And if you're not on Gitter, get off of what you're on. Get on Gitter and get with Live with Rankin. You would have saw that last night. And I hope it makes the way I'm to Nancy Boyd. All right, go ahead. But I, I, I did watch Laura Ingram and Trump was on. And Laura had said that so-and-so, meaning uh, the uh, Ukrainians were uh doing or the russians were doing amphibious landings now trump misheard her and thought she was saying that the united states or the uh uh the the allies over there okay nato were doing amphibious landing and he said uh they shouldn't have be putting that on television and ingram said no it was the the russians or the ukrainians that were doing that and in the way the press reported it was, Trump got himself involved in this and he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. It, it, yeah. it's just so phony. I mean, it's so clear. All right. You just did. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You just did it again. Let's talk about who doesn't know what they're doing in this. Here's Joe Biden yesterday. You're going to hear him first. And then you're going to hear Kamala Harris from last Sunday. No one expected the sanctions to prevent 
anything from happening. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. Oh, really? Really? Well, let's like do, do other people in his in administration, not only his administration, but in his uh, inner circle. What do they think about that? No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. The purpose of the sanctions in the first instance is to try to deter Russia from going to war. The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter. They're meant to prevent and deter a large-scale invasion. We want them to have a deterrent effect. The sanctions are designed in the first instance to try to deter Russia from taking further aggression. As well as our efforts to uh, both try to deter Russia uh, through sanctions. If you pull the trigger on that deterrent, well, then it doesn't exist anymore as a deterrent. Oh, boy, what are they going to do about that now, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, go ahead, John. Thanks for setting well, me up for uh, both those. Thanks for setting me up for both those pieces. Well, well, I do enjoy talking to you. It's like I'm the animal trainer. I throw out raw meat and the tiger comes out of you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so so I've, I've had a great conversation. I've made my points and uh, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Two, six, nine, four, four, one, nine, five, nine, five. Yeah. Talk about who doesn't know what's going on. Someone. That's for sure. Lines are open. This is Live with Rank and Free Speech Friday. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Live with Rank. I appreciate that very, very much. Oh, boy. The people out there. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel says only Fox News viewers with soft oatmeal-like brains would believe made-up Hillary Clinton spying case. You know, Jimmy, maybe the enemies are China and Russia and not me and others, your neighbors, just because we think a little differently than you. This is the Jimmy Kimmel who used to dress up in blackface all the time. But he gets a pass. Washington Post published a lengthy news article on Joe Biden's Supreme Court nomination process in which, he outlaw, in which the outlet, the Washington Post, claimed that Justin Claris Thomas, a black man, Previous rulings, quote, often resemble the thinking of white conservatives, end quote. See how racist these people are and how bigoted they are? And all of you guys out there just pound your chest saying, we are not the racists. We are not the bigots. <laughs> really? You better look in that mirror a little bit more. Because you don't like a black man who is a judge on the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling, you call him a white conservative or his rulings are like a white conservative. These people, they, they, they don't belong in power. They just don't belong in power. Received an email from Lloyd. Lloyd said, and there's a couple things we've talked about today. Good morning, Rank. First, an administrator's regulating what medical doctors can prescribe. What I was talking about, or he is talking about there, is I informed you how the Republicans put forth a bill that basically said, listen, if your patient's on its deathbed, or her, it's, I'm sorry, his or her deathbed, and all of the medications and treatments that the bureaucrats said they can use are not working, then that's between you and the doctor. And the doctor can go into maybe some experimental ones, off-label, what have you. Every Republican said, yes, that's, 
That's just common sense. Every Democrat here in the state of Michigan, state representatives, said no. If a bureaucrat doesn't tell you that you can use it, you cannot use it. And they're concerned about the quack doctors. Well, I'm concerned about the quack politicians. And there's many more quack politicians than there are doctors, percentage-wise. But okay, yes, there are quack doctors out there. There are doctors that will uh, take advantage of the situation. But you're going to allow everybody else, everyone else out there, not to have a chance to live because you're worried about the quack doctors. Now, isn't that interesting? Think about it this way. The small amount of quack doctors is stopping them for helping the rest of the people. The rest, everybody else can die as far as they're concerned because they're worried about the quack doctors and they prescribing off record or off label. But yet, everybody should bend to the knee at the knee for the small amount of people who are LGBTQ. Yet they should be heard. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't be heard, but what they want, the the loud ones, should, should force everybody else, the larger portion, to do X, Y, or Z. Or accept X, Y, or Z. And I don't mean accept LGBT. I mean the craziness that, that has come out of it. Accept that a boy is a girl and a girl is a boy. I don't know why you don't accept it. They're telling you they're a girl. Well, I'm telling you I'm a squirrel. Are you going to accept me as a squirrel? But you see the hypocrisy there? Lloyd goes on to say, even here in Kalamazoo, Bronson administrators, without medical degrees, I may add, are dictating to their medical doctors what they can and cannot prescribe. The behavior is immoral and should be illegal. In fact, I couldn't believe that a Democrat politician, state rep Lori Laura P.O.H. Pohutsky, Pohutsky, a Livonia Democrat, who claims she's a microbiologist, which means scientist, said this. I'm not voting for it because intentionally or not, this legislation plays into conspiracy theories and misinformation propagated by foreign governments, snake oil salesmen, and random men with podcasts, i.e. Joe Rogan, none of whom are better situated to determine a patient's treatment than a medical professional. Hey, dumb, dumb. That's exactly what the bill says. The medical professional decides. Nobody else, dumb, dumb. And she, and I'm calling her dumb, dumb because she actually made that in the comment knowing what she just voted for. So she just said, what I just voted for doesn't allow the doctors to make that decision. Well, yes, it does. That's the whole sense of the bill. Unbelievable. Lloyd goes on to say, second, in regards to Ukraine, I don't have time to look up at the particulars right now, but I believe it was under the Obama administration, whereas we were involved in the removal from office, a Democrat elected leader of Ukraine. This leader had looked to increase Ukraine's association with Russia. It could be argued that the intervention has led us to where we are today. Could you imagine how we would react if China helped to remove from office a Mexican leader because the leader wanted closer relations with the United States? That's what Lloyd says. Ah, get me fired up here. Real quickly, 
Something I noticed yesterday when I was watching NAS, unfortunately, luckily it was short. I watched the entire, whatever, four or five minutes of Biden's speech yesterday. And I, I think I pointed it out to you earlier when someone called. Why are we not personally sanctioned by uh, Putin? Think about that. That would be the very first sanction I would have. And again, why are we not throwing them off swift? Now, it could be because the European countries or some of them don't want to because they're making too much money or for energy needs, what have you. But Biden didn't say that yesterday. I would have said, I want to. It's the rest that don't. Oh, and remember, let's go back to uh, the Hollywood celebrity types. Jimmy Kimmel thinks only oatmeal brain people think that Hillary at all spied. That's how... (laughs) Anyway, how about Joy Behar? Did you hear about that? Joy Behar, on her show the other day, The View, lamented how this war between Russia and Ukraine has interrupted her travel plans. She wanted to go to Italy, and now she can't go. But remember, remember, they care about people. Oh, here it is about Twitter. Twitter admitted on Wednesday... It had accidentally, quote unquote, suspended several accounts from Ukraine and elsewhere that were reporting on Russian troop movements and military operations. Really? Do you think they accidentally did that or they may have done it and then got caught and now has to have to say accidentally? Two six nine four four one nine five nine five. This is Free Speech Friday, so you guys can call in with whatever you'd like. We'll be right back with one last segment. You're listening to Live with Rank. I appreciate that very, very, very much. You're going to hear a lot and probably have heard a lot about sanctions, and we know that they haven't worked. And, and again, let's see how the media reacts, because I didn't see any of it on the mainstream manipulative media about Biden saying this, you'll hear this again yesterday, just four or five days ago on Sunday, Harris said the complete opposite. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. Now I'm going to play for you not only that repeated, but then everybody else in his uh administration from Jake Sullivan to Adam Curry, the spokesman for the Pentagon, all of them saying completely opposite of what Joe said yesterday about sanctions. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. The purpose of the sanctions in the first instance is to try to deter Russia from going to war. The president believes that sanctions are intended to deter. They're meant to prevent and deter a large-scale invasion. We want them to have a deterrent effect. The sanctions are designed in the first instance to try to deter Russia from taking further aggression. As well as our efforts to uh, both try to deter Russia uh, through sanctions. If you pull the trigger on that deterrent, well, then it doesn't exist anymore as a deterrent. Now, will they be asking him about that today? We'll see. Here's my thoughts. Sanctions, we know aren't enough. If we limit ourselves to only sanctions and only diplomacy, that won't make Putin think twice. He'll just ask for more or, in fact, just go after more. If we don't make it 
as hard as humanly possible on him and, quite frankly, the people of Russia. I don't think we can, not that I want to, but we can't avoid it. Then he's just going to go forward because it's, it's about ideology now. We must first assist Ukraine immediately. Whether it be financial aid, food, we have to keep their elected government up. I know it's not a democracy. They don't, they prove they're not. But we're dealing with Putin. That's what we have to remember. So we have to give whatever we need to give financial aid to the elected, quote-unquote, government of Ukraine and, their, and, and weapons. Biden yesterday, I think, should have came out and said, we will never recognize a Russian-backed Ukrainian regime. And all these other countries, as many as they can get, say the same thing. We will not or we will never recognize them. So that's first. Second, he asked to, and we talked about it earlier with uh, Chris from Consumers Alliance Energy or Consumers Energy Alliance. We have to abandon every single energy strategy Biden and the Democrats have immediately. What's happening today, and what I mean by not the invasion, but the li- we're limited now what we can do, proven by yesterday. They're, they're going to sanction everybody and everything, and it's going to be real tough, but not energy. I would have raised my hand and said, can you tell me what is the number one way in which Russia, the government, makes hard currency? Energy. So all this other stuff you're doing, You're not going after energy. And I get it to some extent why they're not, but it just means the the sanctions won't work. And that's the price countries and their people pay when you give up independence on oil, as we did. Up until Biden was seated, we were self-sufficient. We were not dependent on anybody for oil. And now you guys know Biden's begging OPEC and the Middle Eastern countries and Russia to pump more oil. That's the price we pay when you give up independence. And that being we're limited now in what we can do to deter. This is the bind that his party's green ideology has put us and quite frankly the world in. Nothing less than his total reversal of everything he's standing for when it comes to energy will work. And you know that's not going to happen. Third, he needs to think real hard about increasing our defense budget, not decreasing it or not minimizing it. So Russia sees that we're serious. And finally, hopefully, he can 
somehow, and I, and and again, I, these are the wish lists. Somehow, show that America is a leader, and not a follower or a reactor to the events that are happening. Because I said it yesterday, this is the perfect time for China to take Taiwan. Now, I could be wrong, obviously. They may wait and see what happens with this. It looks like, once again, our intelligence agencies misjudge Putin. Now, they're trying to brag now how great the intelligence agencies are and how they predicted this, that, and the other thing. Well, that was easy to predict. But what they didn't predict was the ideology that Putin has in his mind. Or if they did, the politicians didn't accept it. They were putting their motivations on him. And his motivations are different than theirs. And that's because we tend to believe, and I've learned this ever since being in talk radio, because I did it much more in the beginning, and I still struggle with it, because it's human nature. You think that you see something that's so common sense to you, and you don't realize why others don't see it. So you tend to believe everybody's like you. They think like you, and they want the same things as you. But with Putin, they were wrong. Xi Jinping, they think differently. They have different belief values or systems and values. So we'll see what happens. Who I feel bad for is the people of Ukraine. They're the ones suffering. They're the ones dying. And I know I'm the bully of bullies. I want to so bad say, let's just crush Putin. Well, one, they're a nuclear-powered country. Uh, or they have nuclear weapons. And a lot of us would die doing that. For what? For our machoism? And that's what Republicans are supposed to be, you know, thumping their chest and saying, let's go in, you know, head first. Yet they're not this time. Shoes on the other foot. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show today. Appreciate that. Have a great weekend. You listen live with... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.